0: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision you may be aware that the queensland parliament is preparing to vote on euthanasia it's the next big battleground state wanting to introduce euthanasia it's already the law in places like victoria and in western australia the queensland legislation is said to have major flaws and the pro-life groups are lobbying MPs on those floors and advocating for the value of human life. It's expected to be debated by Queensland's Parliament early September or potentially midway through September. Let's get some insights into what to expect. Tishan Johnson is Executive Director of Cherish Life in Queensland. Tishan, welcome along to 2020.
1: Hello, Neil. Thanks for
0: having me. Tishan, let's cut to the chase here. Things getting very close now. The likelihood that this bill will become law in Queensland, how confident are you it could be defeated?
1: I have confidence. Um, Some people would say it's folly. Uh, Labor has... It is a Labor bill, a Labor government bill. Labor has a huge majority in the House, and there's also two Greens, as well as an Independent who said they'll support it. However, um, we know there are some Labor people who are very uncomfortable with it. So I'm hopeful and I'm confident we'll fight until the end. Uh, We're also asking uh, the MPs who are sympathetic or pro-life, sympathetic to life to support amendments that would soften the severity of the bill while still voting against the bill. Uh, It is an uphill battle, but we'll fight until the end. The bill is extremely bad, as you mentioned. It's worth worse than um, Victorian, WA, Tasmanian and South Australian euthanasia and assisted suicide legislation. So in some ways, uh, it's, it's more of an affront to MPs who might be in the middle of the road because it is just so extreme. So um, I guess as a political exercise, it will be interesting to see which way it goes, but it is... Heart-stopping that we have this horrendous bill in Queensland and we're doing every, everything we can to see it stopped.
0: Um, so, yeah. Do you know if there is a conscience vote across the board or are there uh, MPs on the Labor side who are bound to vote according to party lines?
1: Both the Premier of Queensland and the opposition leader, so who leads the Liberal National Party in Queensland, have said their members will be given a conscience vote. Uh, So there's a conscience vote and there's a free vote. We, I don't think it... From what I've heard, it may not be a free vote in Labor. Um, Yeah, so we know during the abortion debate, only one Labor MP voted against the abortion bill and she was bullied by her own party, even though it was so-called... After the event, even though it was so-called a free vote, it really wasn't. It really wasn't a conscience vote. Um, So the Premier uh, apparently has said... Uh, to her Labor MPs that she wants to know ahead of the vote how they're going to vote so she doesn't get any surprises on the day. Well, that's not a free vote because you should be able to make up your mind on the day if you want to. Uh, So we are concerned that it's not a real conscience vote, but we're trying to loosen it up um, just so people can really vote according to their conscience and also listen to the doctors and people in their electorates and lobby groups like, you know, myself. I know ACL is doing great work and others, um, you know, trying to convince them this is not good public policy and there would be people who died, more people who die in Queensland every year as a result, including some people who shouldn't have um, under this law. So, yeah, very serious.
0: For listeners to our conversation today, Tishan, and uh, the Christian typically holds that we're made in the image and likeness of God and that human life has real value because we're made in God's image. The idea of ordinary human beings taking away that life uh, rubs us up the wrong way, goes against what we understand as Christians. What sort of levels here uh, are you talking to MPs about? Uh, because there's medical issues, there's legal issues, there's ethical issues. Uh, then there's those religious perspectives that, that I might talk about more regularly. But what sort of things are MPs open to hearing when it comes to this bill?
1: Very good question. It really depends on the MPs. Some of them do profess to be people of faith. A lot of uh, people in the Labor Party do profess to be Catholic. I don't know uh, that, I I think a number of them say they're practicing. Uh, I I guess a number of them would be nominal. Um, So, Cherish Life typically doesn't debate things on religious grounds because that's not our remit. Um, but we talk about it from um, we have four we have four medical doctors on our board. So depending on the MP, we might talk about the medical evidence while it's bad, a uh, very bad public policy. We might talk about the macro effects and effects in other jurisdictions that have legalized euthanasia, assisted suicide. There's always an increase in the overall suicide rate. So we talk about um, basically the the damage, the collateral damage that happens. As a result of legalising assisted suicide, because nobody can say it's safe public policy, there's always more deaths. And we know there 's always a portion of people who are coerced or they feel like they have no other choice or they 're misdiagnosed and they get euthanasia. I need to find out you know later on maybe they have an all- or like there 's an allshopsy or something they didn 't in fact have cancer so the, you can 't mitigate all risks, and the other side are like, we can mitigate there 'll be no wrongful deaths no there will be wrongful deaths. It happens everywhere. We must not do this. The medical fraternity has come out very strongly against it and um one of the, the, a former professor who was a palliative care professor for the whole Metro South Brisbane region said, you know, euthanasia's is not healthcare, it's a social demand. So doctors, a lot of them are like, this isn't even healthcare. We, we don't want to kill our patients. Uh, the Australian Medical Association has, um, you know, they've got a, Position statement on euthanasia and physician assisted suicide and it literally says the primary intention of a doctor should never be to take the life of their patient. So um, the Australian Medical Association is opposed, um, the palliative care doctors, the vast majority is opposed, oncologists. So the doctors who do their lion's share at the end of life are all opposed. So um, we've got... And that's really who politicians need to be listening to. They're not going to be there having to administer a lethal injection or prescribe poison. It's going to be the poor old doctors who this is shoved upon. And all of them are saying, no, no, no. There's a very small number saying yes. A bit of an unusual group, I might add. But anyway, I'll leave that there. (laughs) But um, a little lobby group about doctors for euthanasia or something. But a very small group. But the vast majority are saying, don't do this. So uh, there's lots of arguments against it. There's also protection of the innocent. Uh, You know, there will be people who are are forced, they'll be coerced. It happens everywhere.
0: This idea of uh, trying to deal with the coercion issue, and uh, what we're talking about there, no doubt, is when it comes to families. But uh, as I understand it, the Queensland Bill introduces the idea, as you mentioned, health workers being allowed to initiate a discussion of assisted suicide with vulnerable patients. And that also introduces a whole new level of potential coercion, doesn't it?
1: That's exactly right. Um, this is the only piece of legislation in Australia, euthanasia or assisted suicide legislation, where the doctor can raise uh, the idea of so called voluntary assisted dying, which is, of course, assisted suicidal euthanasia. Um, they're saying, oh no, it's just in the context of other end of life options, and it is. That is written in the law, the proposed law, I should say. But the thing is, you can imagine someone has just got a terminal prognosis. They've been told they're going to, you know, terminal maybe they got a terminal diagnosis a few months ago and now they've been told by their doctor they've got a prognosis of 12 months. And then the doctor says, you know, they're probably feeling sick, physically sick. They're probably very distressed, worried, all of the above. The doctor's like, well, there's palliative care, there's this, there's that. And of course there's voluntary sister dying. So depending on how the doctor says it and depending on what mood the person is, that can really be a coercion, whether it's unintended or not. A lot of people look up to their doctors and really take their advice. So it's Very dangerous and it needs to be struck out. I don't know if we are going to get that amendment through. Um, I hope, I certainly hope there's a lot of amendments and then I hope the bill's voted down, but that's very dangerous.
0: The momentum is not on the side of pro-life groups like Cherish Life. Uh, In fact, as I understand it, there's a planned uh, suicide lobby rally coming up uh, just before the bill is likely to be voted on. Cherish Life, you had a really, really big and quite significant rally way back in May, and that may well have escaped the memories of some people. What sort of things can people do uh, when you are on the pro-life side, recognising the seriousness of this legislation that's likely to pass during September? What are you calling on people to do?
1: Yes, we would ask whatever electorate they're in, if they live in Queensland, whether that's Liberal or Labor or anything in between, uh, please contact their state MP and urge them to reject the bill and to support any amendments. We have a lot of information including an advocacy pack on our website which is uh, cherishlife.org.au. You're also welcome to call the office but meeting is best. We are running short of time but if you say, look, this is urgent, can I just have 15 minutes or half an hour with my local member Um, and also writing to your MP, writing an email. We've got a facility you literally can click, type your email and it'll work out which, uh, depending on your address, it'll work out what electorate you're in and the email will go straight to your uh, local MP and there's also uh, another website you can click uh, to send a letter to the opposition leader and the premier direct which is another option but just being very vocal about this, engaging your church to also meet with their MPs if you can uh, the more people they hear from the better uh, so we as I said a lot of the medical People are very distressed about this. Um, the compulsion. Uh, there's a compulsion in this legislation that isn't, It's unique to Queensland legislation, where uh, religiously affiliated care, healthcare providers like hospitals, hospices, and aged care facilities, who are opposed to euthanasia because all of them are, would have to allow an outside doctor onto their premises. Uh, to kill a patient via assisted suicide or youth, or or yeah, assisted suicide or euthanasia if the patient qualified and if they requested it. Happening on their premises. They have no right to a full conscientious objection. They should at least have the right to transfer care of that patient. That shouldn't be happening on their premises and they should not be forced. This is a major, major issue. I've already spoken to one Baptist minister who's, who's massive block of land and they were potentially looking at opening a hospice Through the Baptist Care Association, I assume, and he said he probably won't do it now because they can't, they don't want to open it in case they're forced to be partner with euthanasia. So we will see facilities closing, and we'll see a discouragement for facilities to open and to new things that are faith-based. And this is one bed in four in Queensland, Neil.
0: It and is so one of those examples, and there's been lots of them of recent times, uh, where mm. government policy is antithetical to what a Christian will believe is to be right. And uh, this issue of euthanasia, another big issue, and time for uh, people to stand up and be loud and proud in with their faith position when it comes to this, uh, mm. but to be able to participate in whatever activities needed over the next couple of weeks. Uh, You're encouraging people, and there's resources on the Cherish Life website, cherishlife.org.au, petitions, uh, opportunities to email MPs. You try to make that as easy as possible, don't you, Titian, with your emailing facility that you have online on your website?
1: It's like a direct mail, so it's very, it is easy. You literally click into take action page, and then it'll have scan to the bottom to send an email direct to your MP. And it'll even have, if you want to add some of the content we've got there, or can simply be, it can be as simple as please reject the euthanasia bill, or you can copy and paste some information, and then it automatically finds your MP and sends sends the email to them. Very, very easy. We've made it as easy as possible because we know people are time poor and there's so many good causes, people. It feels like we're continually fighting Neil all around Australia. So we're trying to make things, you know, for time poor people, we're trying to make things easy.
0: Time is running out too. And let me point listeners to cherishlife.org.au where you can participate in some form of action that might resist the passing of this bill in the state of Queensland. Tishan Johnson is Executive Director of Cherish Life in Queensland. It's cherishlife.org.au. Tishan, thanks so much for your update today on 2020.
1: Thank you so much, Neil. Keep up the good work. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.